is kind of in that vein, but she took it so much farther. Right. Do I need to kill a bitch? So I'm not going to kill it, but I'm going to figure out a way to make it more make unique it work. me. That's dope. Hey, what up, y'all? It is Kelly on Kelly Talks with Monk, Monk and the Funk. Um, I smell bad. I stopped smoking and everything. Wait, why I got to be funk? Two weeks, y'all. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Doing it. Two weeks. Well, technically, it. it mm, I don't know what? if the I don't know if the, the days are adding up because the last po- podcast we posted it was two days and then now it's two weeks but that was only seven days ago so if you do the math that's technically nine days when this podcast comes out it'll be two weeks thank you okay okay I just was making sure I didn't want nobody saying that we liars they can't whip my ass you right you right no ass whooping happening um <laughs> get my so I'm really really excited today y'all because this conversation gonna be so dope. Can I sing? I've been trying to really, really work on my... No? I have my daughter on. I wish the kids stopped yelling. I hope they don't pick up on this. We are taping right now at Second City in one We're of the recording. rooms. No one tapes anymore. It's 2017. <laughs> Kelly, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what? That's what you're not, you not going to do. <laughs> you're not going to do. We are recording <laughs> in, one of the, um, in one of the rooms while our studio is being built. In our brains, uh, we are. <laughs> Everybody got quiet. Like, wait a minute, this infrastructure. We got some money. What happened? We are recording in one of the rooms in Second City, Chicago, and uh, and they got like some summer camp shit going on. So it's kids around here and they're yelling, and you guys know how I feel about kids. She loves them. That's why she's got a couple. Oh, that's a lie. So that was my well, daughter, the one that you heard say that's a lie. That was of my daughter. I don't know that. how I feel about the fact that my daughter says loving kids is a lie. Really? Really? I know you love me, but you hate kids. <laughs> That's, a That's a fair answer. I appreciate that. I know you love me, but you hate kids. I mean, She's I not a racist, kid. I know racists who like a black person. Right. See, like so if I can count the ones I like. No. No? No. You just basically said, some of my best friends are kids. Right. And you were literally talking about <laughs> Yeah, some chest, of my best children. friends. Yeah, but you hate the rest of them. Okay. Touche. Touche. Like you give me a Netflix account, I'm, I'm in my room and gone. That's not true. I have a lot of great conversations with this one, which is why I have her on the podcast today. Well, that ain't completely why. Uh, she just happened to be here. And then... Uh, <laughs> you could have just left it there. No. You could have at the beginning when you said, we have a lot of good conversations and that's why she's here. Bam. Amazing. Then you like, well, Who says I'm ready. not going to edit this out? I'm probably I, not. I, I, anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, so, yeah, she's on the podcast today because I felt like it would be really interesting to get a teenager's perspective on parents, right? Because we all think we know what the hell is going on in our child's head, and we think they're telling us the truth, and half the time, they ain't. They got these things going on, and they, they don't want to really expose us to what they really feel about us in our parenting styles. So I felt like it would be pretty cool to talk to uh, Faith, my 16-year-old. Oh, my God. I can't believe I got a 16-year-old. You old, B. Or I was having sex early. Either way. You was having sex 16 years ago. You old, B. Nope. I'm 26. Nigger, no. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we all joined together like Voltron. Um, Beep that in the name of Jesus. Anywho. <laughs> I got a 16-year-old, and she going to spread some of this wealth of knowledge that she has as a child on uh, perspective uh, towards parents. So I was talking to her. For one, I was saying that what was the what was the number one thing that she would say gets on her nerves 
or she dislikes or we don't like to use the word hate, but <laughs> she often does. Uh, we try to avoid that word. It's so negative. But what are some things that you hate? Give me two things that, that you think parent, that parents do that you don't think they know they do, that it absolutely drives you crazy. Assuming too much and not giving credit. Assuming too much and not giving credit. All right, let's further elaborate on assuming too much. So what do you mean by assuming? Sometimes we'll say something and can't even get the rest of it out. And it's automatically seen as bad or wrong or just not what we meant at all. And then when we try to explain, it's like we've already tinted the idea with this bad thought. So it's like, what's the point of continuing? So then you just nod and say, okay. Got you. So we, <laughs> so in a conversation, so we'll do a little example dialogue right now. So if you're telling me, so what did you go yesterday? That's a bad example. That's a bad example. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. To, I feel like this is going to import. This is going to import. Okay. 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 What's a good example? What what, um, what would be a question? Give me a question that I would ask or your father would ask that would lead in a different direction than what we would than what you would assume. Like, if I were to go to you and say, I want to quit volleyball. Let's say I was still playing volleyball. Okay. I want to quit volleyball. You'd think, knowing how you think. Knowing how, <laughs> how I think. You can't give up. Why would you give up? You, you can do so much with volleyball if you just keep trying. No, that's not even where I was going. Like, you know. So like, where were you going if you were to say it that? It could have been, I truly just don't like volleyball no more. But then I can't say that because it's like you don't like it because you're not good enough. You think you're not good enough. And it's like, no, I just, I just don't like this. Or anymore. we think that you haven't tried it out long enough or put enough effort into it to see if you really do like it. I think that's a... I've been volleyball since I was in sixth grade. Now what you think? <laughs> I think that's long enough to know that I don't want to do volleyball. But you do like volleyball. That was an example. Okay. Like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, where did like, this conversation is this go? Is this a real conversation? But that's a good point. That is a good point. Because as a parent, we feel like our job when they say something is to correct. And there's nothing to correct in that place. She's just like, I don't want to play volleyball. And instead of encouraging the idea of what she wants to do, we try to impose what we want what we them to do. we think is best do. for them. Yeah. Our job is to make sure that they do what's best, not what they want to do. And that's not, I mean, I, I get it. I'm, I'm kind of on her side with that because I don't believe that you make kids become little yous or a version of you that you wish you were. And I think for a lot of parents, that's what happens. That's what my parents did. They tried to make me the me they wanted to be. I think all parents do that. Right. Well, I'm not going to say all. It's a, a lot, lot of parents. It's a lot of parents that don't. Um, but why would you point at me? Because you don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know more. I don't know more. Like it took See, me. See, she gave you credit. It took she did, but 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 she is. Wait 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 wait. Let me tell you about a little sarcastic don't, don't over here. Don't do it. Don't little do it. Don't do it. We're giving I am, her credit no. right now. Okay, We're I'm gonna give her credit. I'm gonna give her up today. Yes, yes, I'm gonna give her credit that she has yes. great ability to be sarcastic as shit, and she be coming <laughs> oh, hard at me. G. <laughs> I feel like that time it was a, it was a sincere. It was it was sincere, but she comes hard at me. She will tell I you herself. But she's she can be super petty. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you got it. You got it natural. I know it. Your mama petty. When did this become an attack, Kelly? It's not an you attack. right, super petty. My feelings are so hurt. Well, you Don't should put this. some ice on them. But the thing is, 
Anywho, she really edit all this out. And every single bit of this ain't none of this getting into the goddamn podcast. Um, Well, that's a really good point. I feel like that's a good point. Now, when we assume, do you feel like that discourage you? Discourages you from talking to us about certain things? Do you filter what you talk to us about? Have you filtered? Let me change that comment because I know you're, you're going to, in the present tense, you're not going to answer that, honestly. <laughs> See, you just assumed. Have, no, I did assume. Did not? Oh, sometimes talk about it. Sometimes, but if it's something that, like, I'm not going to say I can't avoid, but, like, I wouldn't want to keep from you guys because I don't really keep much from you guys except for, like, small things. Like, me and so-and-so aren't friends anymore. It's okay. We only have one class together. That's, <laughs> That's something I would be so mad if you came and told me anyway. Yeah, so I'm glad you don't. You wouldn't care about. But like, Ooh. if it was something that you would have had to known anyways, I would tell you. But I would tell you it so fast and so quick that you can't even say nothing. I'm just gonna say it and walk away. <laughs> I don't. I what are you man. avoiding right, when you do that? Good. Your opinion. Ooh. Ooh. Not, not in a bad way. No, it's that's just, a good point. It's one of those, that's the volleyball thing. If I don't want to play volleyball, I don't want to be talked back into it to get back on the court and realize I still don't want to play it. So give me an example of something that we've done or talked you into that you didn't really want to do. Hmm. I think one of the biggest things that we do is we try to, like he said, we try to keep you from making mistakes. Because, see, what I've noticed, and I guess we've raised you guys to be a little bit more self-aware and a little bit more independent than we were at that age. But a lot of times we made decisions, right? We'd say, oh, I don't want to be serious about basketball. Or, oh, I don't want to do this. And we've stopped or we've quit. And then a year out or two years out, we look back and say, damn, I just wish I would have kept up with that. Or I wish I would have done that. And I've done that even in my adult years where I've, started on the process of doing something, right? Whether it's uh, writing or kickboxing or cycling, whatever it is. And then a year out, I'll realize that I'm struggling in some way or say I can't, say I'm trying to uh, prepare for a Tough Mudder, right? And then I realize that I don't have the strength to do Tough Mudder. But had I just stayed with boxing last year, I would've. So this would be something I would already be prepared for. Does that make sense? Yes, but the opposite has happened to me right now. So you and Dad have always encouraged me to just live in the moment, which I do enjoy. Like when we went to, this is so long ago, I don't know where where I remember this. You remember your birth. It's weird. We went to Outlet Mom, and Dad gave us, I don't know, a lot of money. And I was like, I'm going to save this because I know I have like four friends' birthdays coming up. So I'm going to save this and not get that jacket that I want because I can find one just like it for like $10 at the thrift store. But dad was like, no, do it. If I gave you the money, you're going to spend it. And I was like, but it makes more sense for me to save it. It's like, no, I'm tired of you think, thinking ahead. You should just live in the moment. I'm like, okay. And then every situation that I tried to think ahead, you guys would stop me and say, no, live in the moment. I was like, okay. Now I've gotten completely out of the habit of thinking ahead in some things I haven't, but in most things, and I regret it. Because hmm. I wish I was still in that habit. Really bad. Well, you're 16, so the good thing is you can rebuild the habit <laughs> at any point. At any point. And life is a lot of work. But that's, that's the beauty of it, is that you get stronger with every day. Um, I think that there's a balance to thinking in the moment. 
And I think that when we say think in the moment or be in the moment, it's more so don't worry about saving for that car you want or what you're gonna, that house you're gonna buy out of college. Cause we don't know, for one, and not to say that you'll die, but we don't know if that moment will ever even come. But not only that, we don't even know if that's what you'll want when that moment does come. So it's like, why not live this moment? And, and I've spent a lot of times in life and I'm pretty sure Felonius can also uh, attest to this, but thinking so far into the future of what we want that we miss out on some amazing things that's happening right now. There's that's a, there's a, the, the balance part of it is figuring out what's really the most important to you. I think it's an interesting idea as a, as a child to say, I have friends' birthdays that are coming up. This thing I could get for me, but... I'm thinking about these other people. She's very much that's a, like that. That's an interesting idea for any for an adult. I would buy myself a nice little buttery ass leather coat, <laughs> and y'all just gonna get these gift cards. You know what I mean? But but the there's so many different moving parts there. Like you can say, okay, I'm living in the moment. But if I live in the moment right now, are you going to help me get gifts for these four people? Yeah. Okay. Well, then turn up. Then I'm gonna go get the jacket. But but you do have to have that balance. Cause if your your issue was I really care more about making sure that my friends get their presents than I do about this coat for myself right now. And I think what and his but I think thing. what his and I know I think I remember exactly what she was talking about. The point of going to the outlet was for them to shop. For her so to it get, wasn't for right. her to take that money and then right. go spend it on someone else. It was right. for her to be able to yeah, enjoy. Yeah that moment at the outlet. That was the whole point of it all. Right. It was like, we're taking you here to shop, so now go shop. Now, in now, in response to that, a good way to have, and I don't expect you to have known this at that point because of just where your, your, where your mind is at at that age, right? But a way to have um, balanced out that situation would have been to buy gifts for your friends Ooh. while there. Ooh. You know what I mean? So you're still spending the money. But, but I had just, already known what I wanted to get them. It was literally in my Amazon cart because I think I had. <laughs> literally. I had like it all set one. out. This, this is a good one. I, I want my 12-year-old to meet you. She's, she's, she's My 12-year-old is awesome. I can't say. To have an older person who's also awesome would be awesome. <laughs> I like to use the word awesome because my shoes are dirty. Sometimes okay. my sentences don't go together. It's called a non-sequitur. Turn up. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I thought that was a no. I think that's an interesting idea because I think we look at kids sometimes and think they haven't thought things all the way through, which isn't necessarily fair, right? Because sometimes they have, and as adults, we still make decisions and we like shit. Like you just said, there are things that I've done. I'm like, man, I wish I had done this. Mm -hmm. And so when we're giving them advice, we're giving them advice based on our experiences, and our experiences are more than theirs. But sometimes they're just right. Sometimes it just, I wanted to go in the military when I was 19, um, and it was because I knew I didn't have the discipline necessary to do what I needed to do over the next three or four years. Mm -hmm. So I said, if I go in the military, they'll give me the discipline I need moving forward. I talked to my father and my uncle, and they said, the military is no place for you. You're too smart, you're too this, you're too that. It's not going to be the place for you. They're going to put you on the front lines, go back to school. I got locked up six months later. All now, right. if I listened to myself, I still might have gotten locked up. But the chances were slimmer because I'd have been gone. Right. So I don't think that they gave me bad advice. They gave me the advice that made sense to them. They gave me the advice that made sense for a young black man at that time. They gave me all of, all of the experience that they had told them that what they were saying to me was right. Right. But they weren't. Because it's never malicious it's for never parents. Malicious. To, right. Yeah. Parents, that's the one. I think that's what I'm saying to you is they're not doing that to hurt you. You know that. 
and they're also not doing that because they don't believe you. They really just say, okay, if I'm weighing it, I have way more experience and information than you do. So the likelihood that you're right is slim, but that doesn't mean you're not right. And a, and a lot yeah, more and times than we believe they are. I think, too, we get stuck in the times, right? We get yeah. stuck in what was for us, and we automatically yeah. equate that to what is for them. Yeah. And the perfect example is yesterday I was talking to my mom, and I was telling her I bought a new car, and the car is all electric, mm-hmm. right? And she, the first thing, was, why would you do? Uh-uh. Now, for my mom, that's foreign. Right. But for me, I live in the city, right. and there's charging stations everywhere, the and there's ways to... And you don't have to pay for gas. And there's, right. There's ways to live in a city and not have to stress about gas and maintenance on a car, because there's no maintenance needed on my car, no oil changes, right. none of that stuff. The only thing is brakes yep. and then the electrical components, mm-hmm. right? So, but having told her that, her first initial response was, why would you, like, straight to the negative? And I think sometimes we have a conditioned way of thinking, right? We try we're, to raise our kids. What did you say? I'm sorry. She can't even use her phone, so <laughs> she can't stand that. No. Right, but I'm just saying, well, yeah, but we, we have conditioned ways of thinking. For the way that, for the years that we were growing up. Right, and we try to make them, we try to protect yeah. them from possibly falling into some of the same cracks or holes that we fell into. You know, like, why would you, why would you put yourself through that stress? Why would you do this? But sometimes stress is good. Well, you know it what I think is funny you. is we remember when we were kids and our parents would tell us stuff and we would go, it's not like it was when you were growing up. Yeah. It's different now. But when our kids say that to us, we like, dude, dude, you can't tell. I know. Right. And we don't. It really is it different. It is different. Yeah. It's different. My daughter was born in 2004. Two years later, uh, iPhones were out. She's never known a time where electronics didn't exist, where mm-hmm. you couldn't pick something up, push a button, and look at the person you were talking. She's never known that. Most of my life growing up, that was something you saw in science fiction. Right. So I don't, I, I understand it, but I don't understand how that shaped her world. Right. That's changed the way she looks at Earth. Yeah. I didn't have any Asian friends. She can Google one right now. Oh, here's a chat room, Asian people. I want to be in Asian she people. She has 20. a friend that lives where? In Thailand? I have one that, two that lives in Thailand, one that lives in Hong Kong, a friend in Chile, and one in Spain. And this is from her having went to boarding school boarding school over yeah. the summer so I'll, I'll, and, and she met these girls and they they all I've came they came from all over the world right. you know but we expect them i've eaten food from like restaurants with people <laughs> no but it's, it, you know yeah. the, the thing that's the thing is but we're, we're raising them with the limited amount of information like i had uh, a couple of white friends growing up a couple and i lived in a relatively diverse area Mm-hmm. But I only had a couple of white friends. My daughter has significantly more because she lives in the suburbs and goes to a less racially diverse group or school. But there's still black and Latino and Asian children there. But there are more white children in the school. She has a lot of white friends. The first time I saw it, it kind of took me. I was like, whoa, whoa mm-hmm. why come on my daughter? Friend? Wait, she's losing her blackness. I'm, I'm about to start my own episode of Blackish. <laughs> and then I thought about it. You know, she doesn't live in the time that I lived in. She doesn't live in the same space that I lived in. It doesn't mean that race is gone. It means that it has evolved to a different space. And I can't look at these kids and impose my stuff on them. Because when you do, that's how you get a 19-year-old Dylan Roof shooting up churches. Because somebody older told him, niggas ain't shit. So when we look at our kids, we are doing our best. We're raising them to avoid the stuff that we had to go through. But those aren't even obstacles in their path at this. That's not stuff they're dealing with. Right. Right. So we have to either figure out how to listen... Which is tough, because we were raised that parent talk, child shut up. Yeah. To break that. Child has to be seen, not child heard. Child has to be seen, not heard. Yeah. Even, I say this to dudes a lot. 
when you see a woman talking, bite your tongue. And it's because we were taught, you don't let no woman tell you what to do. So it's, a, it's still that, that mm-hmm. it's a learned behavior. Yeah. So if men have to unlearn that, parents have to unlearn that. Yeah. And children are the innocent ones because they're like, look, we don't know shit about this. All the stuff that you talk about is from the past. We ain't had nothing to do with that. Right. So you telling me all of this baggage, I don't have that baggage. Now you handed me your baggage. Now I got to go out in the world and why don't I trust that lady? Oh, mommy said don't trust white people. Right. Why don't I trust that man? Oh, mommy said old men with gold teeth. Well, that's probably true. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but you see, my point is, is yeah. it's harder, but it's hard for us to ignore all of our conditioning too. Yeah, it it's is. It's hard for us to ignore everything we went through in school. It has to be, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a constant um, mental shifting, constant, like all day. All day, we have to check our mental thoughts and say that's not appropriate or that is appropriate. Everything in life, every moment in life is a choice, right? We choose to think this. We choose to think that. We choose to go here. We choose to go there. And understanding that helps condition you to pay attention to your thoughts versus allowing your thoughts to control you. Because we think we're independent from that. Like, oh, my mind just does what my mind does. And that's not true. You place your mind exactly where you want your mind to be. And and we've had that conversation. Uh, Faith and I have had that conversation because... You know, sometimes we we find ourselves falling into a negative space and we think that it's because of something completely independent of us. Like, oh, I'm I'm mad or I'm upset and I don't I don't know what it is. And it's like, oh, it is definitely something you're doing. It's something you're creating. It's a space that you're creating. And you have to allow it to allow it to right. You have to step back and really look at that. Um, But we can we can go all up into the metaphysics of shit because but I want to. Her second I think, point. Yeah, I was just about to say I want to get to her second point. Uh, what were you about to say, I think, before I do that? Oh, um, I think one thing that parents should do, which you guys have done an amazing job at, is not sheltering their kids from the world, but handing their kids information and letting them choose. Because when you shelter a kid from the world, then when they go out in the world, they're like, oh, what is this? And what is this? And what is this? Mom told me not to do this, but um, I wonder why. I never really knew why. So they do it not knowing why because they're just ignorant of what to do. And they go and they end up actually messing their life up, but you're thinking you're helping them because they don't know better. Like, so like drugs or that. something, like don't do drugs or yeah, like, don't have sex like, or what? Or like, I don't know. Maybe not like, that extreme. <laughs> I don't know. Don't wow, stick, did you go straight to the... If I'm sticking a fork in the in the plug, right, don't tell me, don't do that. No, don't do that. Why, mom? Just don't do it. That's not going to help Versus giving you the reason Versus behind saying, it. if you do that and you electrocute yourself, that's on you. Electricity is going to come through if and you, it's going to go through the fork and it's going to go in your... And you might die. Right, you so might lose your arm. You can even <laughs> simplify it if it's like a three-year-old or something. Like, don't do that or you're going to hurt yourself. Right. Like, just something as simple as that makes me think, oh... If I do that, I'm going to hurt myself, not don't do that because mommy told me not to. It's just, it's completely different. That's a power struggle, too. Because the parents like, is. if I told you, don't ask me why. I don't I have, told to, explain you, I don't have to explain myself. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to. But you but should. If, you want to, if you're raising the child as opposed to controlling the child, yeah, tell them. You absolutely should. Tell them. And that's something I had to learn once I got married, actually, to Mike, because Mike was, look at Faith, she was like, she's shaking her head, yes, you did have to learn that. Faith was, I was definitely one of those old school moms I was raised by, you know, I was raised by a grandma in a hood, like, it was it was just like, you were told, and that was it, and then if you questioned it, that was another yelling, or another scolding you were going to get, so it was better to just say, okay, and just keep it moving, or just shut up, um, and so I went through that, and so growing up and becoming a parent, 
I also parented that way where I, and, and I mean, you have a choice, right? And it's all a choice. You can say, I grew up like that and I did not like the way that made me feel. Therefore, I am not going to choose to parent that way. Or you can say, I grew up like that and it would be That's too difficult to try to change a habit. This is the only way I know and therefore this is what I'm going to do. Either way, it's still a choice. I chose the latter. I chose to grow up parenting the exact same way that I was parented until I saw another way of parenting, which was when I got with my husband. Now, that's not to say my husband was a perfect parent. He definitely has his areas where I'm like, bae, you know what I mean? And I have to balance that out too. But one thing that I have always respected about him was he would explain himself to his kids. And I couldn't understand. I couldn't get that shit. I was like, what the fuck? Are you telling her why? Or like we would say, hey, bae, or he would even give out the layout of the day, right? He would say, hey, you guys, we're going to... um." We're going to go ahead and get ready, and then about noon, we're going to go grab some lunch at such and such, and then we're going to go downtown and do this, blah, 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 and then maybe grab a movie at Roosevelt around 7, right? He would give them the layout of the day. What the hell are you telling them for? They go where the hell we take Right, exactly. And when I was growing up, it was just like, sit back there, just enjoy the ride. Sit back and enjoy the ride. That was one of my mama's favorite sayings, sit back and enjoy the ride. Or you will see when we get there. You know, like, and she said that she would say that because she didn't want to make promises, and then if something happened and we weren't able to to fulfill that she wasn't able to fulfill that promise now she's explaining to you why she did it or she's letting you down and I sort of kind of get that I get that but I think that the way that we you can explain to if something happens say hey this came up I know I said we were going to go here but this came up we're not going to be able to do it today yeah let's try to find a date that we can reschedule and we do that and that's what we and but 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 that's that's a whole lot less uh abusive in a sense because when you say I just said because I said so. That makes me want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah. Because you you're not we're not communicating. So the second you turn your head, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Why? Because that's what I want to do. Now now the question is because you have a lot of friends and you have friends of all different nationality, ethnicities, you know, so forth. Heights. So heights. I just do that. Weights. So. Yeah. Hair length. Uh, no. So. Beards. With, with that being said, beard. Well, one of her homegirls got a beard. It's happened. That happens. I can't. 2017. Okay. Whatever. So, with I'm that gonna... being said, are the ways that you've noticed that we've discussed thus far on the podcast is that a race thing? Is that typically like towards, or is that an income? Like, is that a class thing, like a lower class, or a black thing, or a cultural? Like, how would you see that compared to how you're? to how some of your other parents, I mean, like your friends, like one of your friends that you have, not like Kennedy or one of your black friends, but one of your other friends. That's actually a really good question because I've been trying to figure it out and I, we've had this conversation like at lunch and stuff a lot where it's like, is it just, because it happens a lot in Evanston. Almost everyone in Evanston has those parents that are no, 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 no. Hmm. Not explaining it to them. And the people that don't are the parents that almost, it feels like they don't care because they can't control their kid no more. Like their kid is sneaking out all times and all times at night and they can't control them. So they almost just Give up. pat them on the back and say, okay, have fun. Cause they, they can't do anything. Right. But when we lived on the South side, it was way more lenient. It was more, if you do it and this happened, it's on you type thing because I, that's what I've been lost on. Like, why is that so different? You mean the parents? That's interesting. So that huh. that makes me think that it is a class thing and not a race thing because living in Evanston is a north suburb, so therefore it's a little bit more affluent. 
and people that live there have a little bit more money, a little bit better jobs. But versus on the South Side, where we lived at specifically, not all of the South Side of Chicago, but specifically where we lived at was more of a lower to middle class, lower low middle class, low to lower middle class area. So you're talking incomes anywhere from twenty five thousand to maybe seventy thousand max. Um, and that's interesting. I wonder if that had more to do with Oberlin, just because we don't have time to deal with you. Or I was thinking about that earlier when parents would tell you, because I said so, it's because they don't have time to deal with that, especially in a lot of single-parent households where the mom is the breadwinner, the person who cooks, the person who cleans, the person who makes all the decisions. Now you're asking me one more question. Right. Because I said so. Now go do what I told you to do. I don't, I don't have, have time. time to deal with this. The number of times I've heard, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for your shit. I don't have time for this mess. I don't have time for, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. And it's an honest thing. But I... I think some of it really... But is it more damaging? That not having time is yeah, like... because you just, just said, like you I brought you into this world and I don't have time, time to do my you. job. Yeah. Which is to rate... Because that's... You know, we like, I, I did this. I, I remember I was talk, thinking about... I, talk, I was talking to my mom one day and she was like, I could have given you up. I could have aborted you. Uh, there was a family that wanted to adopt you, but I kept you because I love you. And I hear that and I believe that's her... That's really how she feels. But I also think about if... That couple could have given me a better life. Did you do it because you love me, or did you do it because it would have hurt too much? And I thought about this from what you would talk, in, from what we talked about from your book. And I won't mention that, but I just remember feeling like, did you do that for me, or did you do that for you? That and that's a big, huge. A because lot this of is parenting a styles with is for money. Yeah, who, who could have given me a life, a better education, a better education. The, the little boy exposure. that they did eventually adopt is my age. He went to private schools. He ended up going to an Ivy League college. He's no more intelligent than I am, but he had a completely different path to get that. And the parents yeah. were a little more patient because they were older, so they had time. Right, the mom had retired, so they had time. And I don't. I'm not saying that to say my mom was being uh, uh, selfish. I think she really did what she meant, what she thought was best. Mm-hmm. But I think about that as a parent. I try not to tell my my kids, uh, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be here taking care of you. No, I, I'm taking care of you because I'm obligated. As a, I, right. I made you, I have to. Do I have this. to do this by law. So to show you I love you, I have to go in a different place. It doesn't. Have, it has to be something other than I fed you, clothed you. You know, they put a roof over your head. You saw Denzel and, and fences. Fences, yeah. I don't have to love you. It's like, okay? no, you do. Where is it written that I have to love you? Everywhere, nigga. <laughs> everywhere. That's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, we as parents, I don't think we get that. The the putting food on the table and clothes on their back and a roof over their head, that's the bare minimum. That's yeah. what we're supposed to do. The raising them part comes after that. Yeah. Right? Because I can do that for a pet. Yeah. And I don't let them off. They can go. Yeah. Our cat can go right now. Motherfucker, eat one more pair of my shoes. I swear for <laughs> Jesus. Nala, if you listening, you eat one more pair of daddy's oh shoes, you're going to be outside. All right, let's veer into this other point before we... Can I say one more uh, thing? Sure. One more, one more thing. Go ahead. I feel like when you explain things more, well, I would hope, when you explain things more, it becomes easier because you and that kid would have more of a connection. Like with my mom, when she explained more things, even even... Not really before, Mike, but before you guys were married, it helped me understand more and understand that, oh, I need to pick up here because, like you said, you don't have time for this. We were dealing with heaven. Oh, oh I need to pick up here. I need to start learning how to find something to eat and find, figure out how to do my own laundry, figure out how to do this hmm. because I know you don't have time. 
Yeah. So with heaven, with heaven, I was a little bit more communicative because I was dealing with that. And uh, for those of the listeners that don't know my story, um, I had a child heaven who was in intensive care for the first 10 months of her life. And we it was a lot of back and forth to the hospital. And then even when she came home, it was three hours away. The hospital was three hours away. And when she came home, she was on full life support and full feeding and 21 different medications and just a lot. It was it was a lot of homework that needed to be done uh, when she was there, which makes it very difficult to care for another child. Um, Even if you have 48 hours in the day, it still makes it extremely difficult to give that child that, that that, I'm not gonna say normal child, but that child that is not in need of so much care, the attention and care that they do need emotionally and and even time-wise. If you think about her needing help with her homework or Things like that, it was just, I mean, mentally, it was difficult to do. It was difficult to get my my mind out of this place and then get it in the place of being able to be supportive for her emotionally, which was why I I, I thank my mom so much for being that that rock uh, during that time and really, really providing that emotional support for Faith. But at the same time, Faith did step up. And I think it was because I would talk to her and say, listen, this is what's going on with heaven. This is what I need to do. This is what I'm blah, blah, blah. And I would sit down and have very in-depth conversation with her, even as a 10-year-old, just because if I left her in the loop, I mean, if I left her out of the loop, I feel like it would have been more challenging for her to cope with it versus if I just told her what was going on, then she could get it like, okay, I don't, I may not understand it completely, but I somewhat get it and I can somewhat cope with what's going on you know like I just felt it was a better way of approaching it and it made me feel like I was more responsible enough to handle what you were telling me and to handle you telling me oh I may not have time to hang out Friday or something because I'm going to Indianapolis to deal with heaven and then do a show out there maybe I I understood that it made me feel more responsible like you trusted like you trusted me which made me feel like instead of going and saying, no, I'm not going to do my homework because you're not even here. Like, instead of doing something like that, I'm going to do, oh, I'm going to do my homework as best as I can. To, yeah, and just, to make it easier. Exactly, on, to make it easier on you. Dope. She's so, a unicorn. You are all right, young lady. Um, so so let's get to the second point before we get up out Give of here. Credit. Uh, <laughs> you are all right, young lady. Faith. Yeah, you got to get the second point into that point that Felonius just said is giving credit, right? You said that parents don't give credit enough. Give an example of what a parent does that they don't give credit enough. Okay. I've been doing dishes. For like, <laughs> Super petty. Hashtag petty. No, no. She's exactly. like started right out. She started right out. So I've been doing the dishes. You're going to be all in my exactly. face. The one time I don't like, do it, you be all in my face. So I do it for three no, weeks in a row. No. You don't even say good job. No. I used to do it. I used to do the dishes so I can do the candy. <laughs> Look at her face. Oh. This used to irritate me, and it still does. You guys still bring it up. Like, I used to do the dishes for my hair, right? And then after that, I kept doing the dishes, even though I was like, I'm going to go natural or whatever, because she moved and it was far and confusing. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to go natural. But I still did the dishes because that, you know, 
Dad would have those times where he woke up at 3 in the morning and stopped around. Where are my keys? Where is my keys? I don't get help. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the dishes. <laughs> I don't get help. Like, because he would flip <laughs> out. And it's like, this shit don't take nothing but 20 minutes. So I guess I'll just do them. It's just one episode of The Flash or something. So I used to do the dishes to, just to help out. And I would do them for months, still not getting my hair done. And then I went off to Loomis boarding school, came back, and just was out of the habit because I had gotten into the habit. So now I'm out of the habit. And I kind of stopped doing it and started focusing on school because my grades were not where they should have been at the first few months of this year. Yeah. So I wasn't concerned about dishes because I would spend four or five hours on algebra and still failing. Like, <laughs> what's happening? So when we went to Cortez or whatever, and you guys were like, y'all don't never do the dishes. And I was like, word. <laughs> That's what we doing? So those months... Then I did it without pay. Was free, like free money scramble. And now that now that the fact that she said without pay though. That's right. No, because Cause it was, cause it was I mean we do pay. But because it, it was established that if I do these dishes, I get my hair done. So technically, the price for doing dishes is whatever the cost of the hair getting done is. So when I do them and I'm not getting the hair done, and I feel like that goes in my account. I that's a logical. Okay. That's logical. As parents, as old school parents, though, we like. Half of the fact that we give you anything is a gift. <laughs> right. I get that because I see your eyes. You're like, I'm about to. No, you no, know, I know what, what you're saying. No, but that's a what am I about no. to say? Because now that we're getting paid to do them now, I didn't bring up that idea. You would be putting the dishes in the little water and I say, oh, no, mom, I got that. That for is you. very true. And I, you no, would. no, you finna listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> no, but for real. I would still help you with them every once in a while. When I, when I see they need to be done, I'll do them. Now, if I get home and you already done, that's, that's not, that has nothing to do with me. So now that Mina has brought up the idea, oh, I need money, I need, I need something to do to get money, then that's when Dad came up with the doing this. I was still doing them before you guys were paying us extra. You were. But I wasn't getting credit for that. It was, we still went over to that house. You were just like, Girls don't never do nothing Time in the out. kitchen. Time out. Whew. First of all, y'all, it's the girls. It's a collective unit. So but that's anytime, not fair. It's not fair, but anytime that we talk about something that's not getting done, unless both of you guys are doing them, then it is like the girls. But I do I do occasionally give you credit, and you can't say that I don't. I do occasionally okay, give you, you credit. Okay, you that does not ever, and it's so frustrating because I will clean... The, the, you will tell me do the dishes and I will clean the kitchen, living room, bathroom, and my room. And you guys will be like, the girls don't never do nothing. I clean, <laughs> I clean that house so much. Not as much as you know, but without you guys asking, I clean that house. I stayed up till three. I do remember till that. Till three. And dad only said do the dishes. I cleaned the kitchen, the living room, the dining room, which is a small area, so I don't count, and the bathroom. I remember. I came in the house At and you were cleaning the bathroom. in the, the morning, bathroom. I was just cleaning. Okay, thanks for venting, honey. I appreciate it. <laughs> I get that. And, and, and you're right. I do realize that we don't give as much credit um, for not only just Y'all around the such house. such an amazing dance. Man. I, just, I, just <laughs> praise, I just did a praise dance. Oh, yas. Uh, yeah, for things anyway, around the house. And um, not only that, I think that we should give more credit well, we've gotten better at this. I'm not going to say we don't give credit for that because we've gotten better at giving you guys credit for coming to us and telling us things. Like when you're getting a bad grade in a certain yeah. subject and they'll say, hey, I'm getting a C in this just so you know. 
They, oh, okay, thank you for telling us that. Which is why we let you keep your phones most of the time when you do come to us. If we find out you're getting a C right. on our own, then... Well, yeah, you gave, you gave me enough time but, to see if I could help. Yeah, but you telling me that you're getting a C tells me that you're paying attention to what's happening. And they usually come and say, hey, I'm getting a C, but I'm also going to after school. And I'm also going to Side this note. support. Faith, I don't know if you know this, but they teaching y'all differently than they taught us. I know y'all supposed to be able to come to us for some help, but we didn't have a lattice for multiplication. No, I'm just see your face. You're like, no, they we are. didn't have that. They're teaching we completely don't, different. We don't know what that is. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I don't. She has so school. They have she has these help boxes. at school. <laughs> multiplication isn't how we multiply. Like if you had 13 times 12, we just learned, we put the 13 there and the 12 there and we multiply across and brought it down. They have a box. And oh, the wow. tens go in one box and the other goes in another box and then you put, you go in a, it's a lot. Wow. I had I'm to YouTube it. I had to YouTube it so that I could help my daughter with her homework. That's crazy. And I got an A in physics. Do you understand what I'm saying? I had to YouTube how to do math to help my child with multiplication, and I got an A in physics. It's like, how do you keep up with her. that? How do you right. keep up with no, that? No, listen. Northwestern professors have said this. The way that they're teaching math now is so complicated and so... It's an inconvenience for the college for the college professors because when they go there, they literally tell you everything you knew about math. Forget it. Yeah. We're gonna teach you this, and this is what you're gonna learn by. And it's so much simpler than what we're learning now. Right. What we're the way that we learned, so when I learned it, I was like, this isn't easier than the way we learned it. It's just more work. It's just more work. But what they right? What they've done is they've. They've taken away the places and the hold spaces and, oh, you just have to add these numbers together and it's way easier. It's not. And That's it's way more convoluted and it's way more of a box. This box is unnecessary. You can multiply by putting the numbers here and the numbers underneath it and you multiply and cross and add them down. Yeah. They don't do that. And the thing that sucks so about it's, that, <laughs> So teaching them, this is a whole new generation learning a completely different thing. That's crazy. And the crazy part is, is if you're a student that likes to think ahead or think really far into it, you can figure out a way to literally do it without doing it the way they're teaching you. Like, they'll give you an hour and a half to but do it. But you gotta show work. And it's a test that's like, you could do it in your mind in 10 minutes. But you still have to show the work and you will fail that test because your work doesn't match there. You will literally have three pages of work. And they're like, it does not match this so you can fail. You can fail standardized testing messing around with that. Work. That's crazy to me. That's but, how I got in trouble with it. But yeah, I mean, I say that to say, when they, tell, when they come to you and say, hey, I'm getting a C, you can't even say, okay, well, let me help you. Because you'll look at it and go, yeah, you're getting a C, nigga. You're getting a C, and about. I can't help you. you. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, I mean, C ain't bad. C is for C celebrate. C is for celebrate. Yeah. We're going to celebrate the C. C is for keep trying. No, it's not. That's K. Well, you know, I'm right. going to keep trying. <laughs> See, that's why I can't help you. Because <laughs> I'm telling you to keep trying with the C. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with, uh, to spin it back, I agree with credit. I think that not enough parents out here don't because, I mean, and, and I think it's just habitual. I think it all goes back to habitual. The way we were parented tends to be the way we parent. So if we weren't to told, thank you, or if we weren't told, oh, wow, great job for helping out with that, if those aren't the type of accolades we got, then we're probably not going to give them because we think this is something you should be doing anyway. Well, sorry, no, and I know people listening to this podcast right now who are going to be going, oh, y'all talking about giving these kids a participation trophy. That's what's wrong with these kids now. Right, right, exactly. Can, but you know what? That's why y'all miserable as hell now listening to this podcast, angry because nobody told you thank you. But you know, thank you. Good job, you raggedy bastard. <laughs> I do. Th I do think it is. Thank you for listening. I do think it's very important to to do that. For one, it teaches children a lot of different things. It teaches children for one gratitude, mm -hmm. right? 
And it teaches them to show appreciation for certain things and not feel like everything is just given to them. But at the same time, I still have this, this part of my brain that feels like consideration, right? And I struggle with that to this day where I'm like, being considerate just means cleaning up behind yourself anyway. So not leaving it because you know that mom will do it, but actually clean. And I think they're old enough. They're 15 and 16 now. So it's not like I'm dealing with a five-year-old or an eight-year-old that hasn't, hasn't learned what consideration is. Like, no, you absolutely know what it means to be considerate. And so if you have, if you see there's no dishes in the sink, and then you come and you put a dish in the sink. Clean, clean that dish. damn dish, right? Or if you see that I clean you guys' bathroom, which I do do occasionally when I'm just tired of looking at it a certain way, right? If I clean their bathroom, then don't come in and leave all of your hair stuff on the counter because clearly I came in and I t- took time to do this part of you guys' work when you get paid to do this. Yeah, well, and part of it's the example because even at work, I would get paid to do my job, but it was always nice when a supervisor came by and said, hey, good job. I was getting paid the same amount, but that good job felt good on top of the pay, especially if I did, I went above and beyond my average. So if it's five people doing similar jobs and I did a better job at this thing that we're all doing and we all get paid to do the same amount, you can't really keep paying me the same amount as they do. But sometimes they could get away with that with just a, hey man, good job, I see what you're doing. Something's gonna come open and I got you. And so for a kid, I think what we're doing sometimes is teaching them how to be appreciative in the future. Yeah. It's, it's not, yeah, I mean, look, you did what you were supposed to do. But I actually appreciate you doing what you were supposed to do because that keeps me from having to cuss you what I call the fuck out later on for not doing what you were supposed to do. Right. So thank you for keeping me from having to cuss you out. And honestly, that's, our, that's our behaviors, though, I'm, and I'm just starting to realize this with every day, even in regards to my marriage, especially in regards to my kids, right, the type of behavior that I exude, whether it's appreciation or whether it's helping other people out. Because, see, if you think about it, around the house, if my kids see me helping out their dad, if their dad has something going on or he's... And I'm like, oh, let me help you with that. Or, babe, do you need help with that? You're showing them how to also be Be that exact same way and say, oh, mom, do you need help with that? But when you don't, when you guys are always bickering and fighting or when you guys are always being selfish, like, that's mine. Mm -hmm. Or no. I did this why you can't do that. Right. Why did you take my thing from over here? Or whatever. If you're showing that type of behavior, then that's the type of behavior they're going to pick up on. And I started realizing it just in little simple things, right? Little simple spats that me and Mike would get into. And then I would think about how where did those come from? Because they weren't always here, right? We wouldn't get married if they were, right. right? These things came from where? And then I had to really reflect on me as an individual and what am I doing to influence the behavior of everybody else around me. And that's when I came to a very profound thought. I wrote about this day. Um, very, <laughs> I came to, you, and I read about this too. I had read about this in a book called uh, Your Life Is Not For You or something like that, or, or maybe it was a, a blog post. But that is a true statement that, you know, we live this life, right? We may want wealth. We may want success or accolades or whatever the case may be. But it's all for someone else. It's all for whether it's show, whether it's influence, whether it's motivation, or whether it's to provide for the family that you have taken in, right? Whether it's for your wife to make sure that she don't have to work as hard to do, to deal with the baby. Whether it's because you want to get her a bigger house or a nice car or make sure that, you know, she has certain luxuries. Make sure that my child goes to a school that's paid for. You know, whatever my reasons are for doing this, it's for someone else. It's never just for myself. Now, that's not to 
say that you can't take time for yourself because you should always have that mental space where you deal with just you, right? Because you can't be taken over. You can't be, you know, overran by people that are taking advantage of you. But that core understanding of this life is not for you, really understanding that is for to give. And even if that's, like I said, in the way of influencing or motivating, but to give, I have felt the most reward. Hmm. The more that I've changed how I give, the more I've seen a change in how others give to me versus the expectation of me, like I've done this, therefore I deserve this. Same thing with respect, right? In order to get respect, you have to give respect. That's the same thing with gratitude. That's the same thing with love. That's the same thing with friendship. That's the same thing All with everything. All those verbs, though, they're, they're active. And love is the one that we don't act on, right? Yeah, like we say, it, I love you. Why do you love me? I think you're missing what I'm saying. I'm not saying I love you because you are you. I'm loving you. I'm actively loving you. My, my wife texted me when we first got here, uh, and she said, did you eat? any of these oats, because I made steel cut oats yesterday, and I made enough so that there were leftovers for today. Um, and I said, yeah. Then I made some more, because when I went down today, I realized there wasn't enough for two people. Mm -hmm. So I, I, made, I made myself a bowl, but then I made some more so she could eat, and then I left some so we still have leftovers. So when she came down, what she saw was... More, yeah. Well, how did he eat? Because this is about what was left. Yeah. I said, no, I ate, and I, I made some more so that you could eat. I didn't say to her, hey, I made some more, because it wasn't for her to give me gratitude. It and wasn't for her to show oh appreciate. It was just I did it because I'm love, I love her. I don't want her not to eat. I made her tea. She's and that's what you do, guys. Y'all cook oats. If you love your wife, you love your wife or your husband, you make them some, some steel-cut oats. Put some God bananas it. in it, a little honey <laughs> at the bottom. Some no, steel-cut oats. But the, the, the point of that is I, I don't remember the last time I've thought to myself, I did this. She's not doing enough of that. I'm always doing this. She's not doing that. My first thought is, oh, I'm doing this. How can I make that thing easier for her? The number of times, I watched all the clothes last week. Part of it was because I stopped smoking and my energy level was ridiculous and also was helping me get rid of the anxiety. But I, also, I realized how many things I could do in that same amount of time where I was usually taking a nap because mm -hmm. I was tired yeah. or I was gone because I was writing or whatever. Just one day, yeah. I was able to wash four or five loads of clothes I cooked a couple of meals that we could stack up for, you know, a couple more days. And she was able to sleep. And I went, when? One day, I was able to lighten her load by this much. Yeah. I didn't do it and say, look what I'm doing now. Now that means, you know what that means, right? No, you got to iron. Well, and it's not forever it. either. Not it's forever. not forever. People, when, She's and right. people think about that. They think like, oh, well, if I keep doing this for you and you don't you get, get shit back to, to me, you're going to get you. And that's it not really. Eventually. It does. It does balance out. If yeah. you and, and I've also realized, right, my, my husband works hard to provide for us. If I'm doing certain things to make it easier for him to be able to do that, do you not think that he's going to be able to make more? Right. Do you not think that he's going to be able to do better things within his Everything I take in off his space makes it capable for her to do more things. To do more things. And it's, but it's also like that. But those things are for you. Right. So it's like, it's like, it's just a circle. It's it, a right. cycle. It, your life isn't your own, but in a way. It is. It is, but it's not. Yeah. It's a connection between other people. She got her hand raised because the student want to say she's, something. She's yes, a, Faith. The student has become I didn't bring up the not giving credit to say, like, we need to be said thank you every time we do dishes or something. Like, I said that to say that if I'm doing the dishes constantly and I'm not asking for money, I'm not asking for anything, 
I don't want you to go to your friends. He's like, they never do nothing. They always just sit. Like, because I do, and I am helping. That's what, that's what makes that it from? upset. Where does what come from? This thing that she's talking about is is generationally a thing where parents call their friends. Well, we didn't call them. We was at our friend's but, house. Yeah. But that, I agree with that. That conversation I of just. The old wall. That's how I had that's, to live with my daddy. That's true. Because <laughs> my mama, because she said, this nigga, I was like, she talking about, boom. She was like, oh, yeah, he got to go. This nigga is breaking something. He can't afford to fix. I think, I think that's very true that we, the conversations we have with our, with our friends about, and even just, I noticed this even with, just conversations, period, which goes back to the whole what you do unto others, right? It goes back to that whole at, that whole thing of give respect, get respect, give love, get love. It all falls under the same under the same umbrella with them, right? In order to expect them to respect or to be considerate or to appreciate, we have to also, in reverse, show that same exact thing for them. So when talking to our friends... We can't say, oh, these little niggas don't never clean up right. because that's showing a lack of gratitude right. on our end, which right. is teaching them how not to be gracious for certain things. You know what I mean? So it's just a cycle. And my I dad re- is an interesting con- – con- uh, he's the opposite. My mom will call and tell you every horrible thing I've done. And not because she doesn't like me, but that's just – a thing that she does. She talks right. to, when she's talking, girl, let me tell you, oh, you thought your day was bad? This nigga came in here and ain't even wash his socks and go put him on my little couch. Ah, right. <laughs> this lady at work did this. And she's not being negative. She's telling you about the th- And it's almost like they have this j- g- uh, game where they try to one up each other on who had the shittier day. Yeah. My dad, on the other hand, I could have three murder charges, be in prison right now. And you would call him and say, hey, man, how, how, how's your son doing? Oh, man, you know, he keeping, he holding his head up, man. He doing all right, he keeping it up. You, he ain't gonna never tell you I'm doing anything wrong. He comes from the other side where you never tell anybody anything bad about the people that you care about. Now, yeah. That's not necessarily honest either. You're not telling the truth. I'm not doing okay. But his job is to protect the people that you love, and I kind of took that from him. I talk positively about my wife, but that's mostly because my wife really is a good person. But if she wasn't, nobody on this planet would know. Plus, it's not for them. Wife. It's not for right. them to know. She'll and know, people we'll think. Talk, but People think that when else. you expose those, you know, that's a, that's a way of getting, um, that's a way of getting that oh, it's gonna be okay right. type of it's response, and that's that's that that is a high that people seek is that comfort. But in all actuality, protect, we'll protect our spouse more than we'll protect our kids in some cases like that. Like we very yeah. quickly will be like, man, that girl get on my goddamn nerves. You know, she going through puberty, she acting like she ain't no guy. Yeah. And, the, and the child sitting right there like I'm not a cognizant being like I'm sentient than a motherfucker you saying this while I'm sitting here yeah um, okay. I can I can I can attest I, I do that I, I, I do we, that I, we've all I done do it at some point and I, my daughter looked at me one time <laughs> that face though you gonna give me that face <laughs> no cause you really will you just I'm just, just like oh, oh, alright but that's the thing that we I don't know where we got that I mean well, I'm saying I don't know where we got it from but I'm telling you my parents did it and I know my grandparents did it it's habitual it's, it's habitual so it's, so it's we habitual behavior and I think the only way Faith, to, do that to your children. the, the yeah. bigger the bigger picture is the only way to break habits is to realize what you don't like what does not feel good to you and make sure not to treat other people that way I, I mean I had that epiphany last night where I was like oh shit you know I'm walking around mean and mad and 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 in a certain way towards you know whether it's my husband or the kids or the family in general, but then I wonder why they respond to me the way they do, or they say things, and, and I, I realize it's because I do that to them, and it's just 
it's just the cycle of life. It's how it works. But we hitting uh we hitting fifty five minutes, and you know we don't do this on Kelly Talks. Well, today was a special. So we it was a special. It was a special. You know, but we are gonna get the fuck up out of here because we can't be running kids. out. Uh, all I would this like time. to show my gratitude to young Miss Faith for coming through and blessing yeah, us. Yeah, I her really wisdom. appreciate it, Faith, for uh for Maybe coming so. on the on the cast and hollering at your mama and Funk. Why are you gonna keep calling me Funk? <laughs> with You know what? I put the I'm F with the monk and just combined it because it's easier versus saying your whole you name. You don't get to do that. I don't call you cool. Oh, like Kelly, Kelly and Jew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sharp with it. I'm sharp with it. <laughs> Ain't you, though? I'm out. Thank y'all for listening to Kelly Talks with Monk, Monk. with an M. And our special guest today, Faith. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh.